I'll put my finger in it. And that's the first word of this podcast. I'll put my finger on it. I'll put, I'll put my finger in it. Welcome to Afternoon FM. <laughs> I still don't know how to do the intro of this thing, but uh, I'm sitting here with Alex Pergament. We are at the BRC Day Spa, uh, which is either Big Red Cock or Bean Rice and Cheese Spa. Uh, and today we're going to learn a little bit about the man behind the mouth. Hi. Hi, Alex Pergament. <laughs> Been doing some, uh, some good steaming. Ready to... Uh Ready to sweat. Ready to sweat? Well, he is in the hot seat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, See? Exactly. It's terrifying. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, eh? Alright. Alright, so... This is actually the first real... Not the first real episode. First one was like kind of a tutorial. And there's like four people and everybody's speaking. But that's good too. But I think this might be uh, it might be that uh, <laughs> uh, it might be a single person interview podcast from now on. So this might mark the second or first episode of Afternoon FM. People are very excited. People are very excited. That child, persons. She's yeah. She's she's actually a subscriber. She's on she's on our Patreon. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> All right, so tell me a little bit about your early your early life. Like, my early life? Yeah, your early life. We're gonna go Wikipedia page. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> you want me on in third person? Um, Alex was born. Um, was legally. Bo- uh, legally. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was born in a test tube in uh, Odessa. No, no, I wasn't. I Were was you not? All right. Oh, I, was like, um, I was born in Odessa, Ukraine. Okay. Um, came to Cleveland when I was five years old, along with a huge chunk of my family. There were 17 of us that all came together. Um, we got out on a, a, I think, on a boat that took us to like a train that took us to somewhere else that took us to somewhere else, and eventually we ended up in Italy for a couple months, waiting on the U.S. to let us come in. And we ended up in the U.S. in Cleveland, Ohio. When I stayed in Cleveland. Until I was like in middle school, came to Jersey. Been mostly in Jersey ever since. What part of New Jersey? Uh, East Brunswick, New Jersey, and, t- and then uh, Jersey City, and then Sunny Patterson, New Jersey. It's been um, it's been quite the journey. It has been. It's, uh, I like Jersey a whole lot. Tell me about your family. <laughs> my family. Um, my parents had me when they were really young. My mom was nineteen. My dad was twenty. My mom uh, used to do, like, when we came, um, my grandma was the first person in my family to go to college, and she kind of, like, pushed everybody else in my family to go to college. Um, my mom and dad, when they came to the States, my dad studied uh, chemistry, and my mom studied environmental engineering. So my mom's an environmental engineer. Uh, she's got her own business. My dad is a uh, an attorney now. He's got his own business, and uh, they both live in Jersey, different parts of Jersey. My little brother uh, lives with me in Prototype. He's uh, he's out of school for a couple years now, and uh, he does IT stuff and makes beats. Shout out Ben Pergament. Shout out Ben. That's right. My mom is a uh, my mom is a hardcore. That's it. Oh. My mom's a hardcore tango era. She loves tango. My dad, uh, my dad was um, a Russian, was the youngest Russian uh, checkers master in uh, really? in Ukraine. It was, it was uh, he got a scholarship to college and was the, was only allowed into college um, as a Jew to the, that college that he went to uh, because of his checkers uh, mastery. To all Jews listening, study checkers and you will make it into college. It's true. Study, yeah. study checkers 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you'll make it into college. Um, Are they still not allowing Jews in the college? 
I have no idea. No? Alright. No I was going to say, I was like, damn, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. It's pretty regressive. <laughs> yeah. My dad, only if they play checkers. That's it. My dad took like a 20 something year break and now he's back into, check, uh, back into checkers. Really? Yeah. He's been going around the world playing checkers and like championship tournaments. What caused the 20 year break in checkers? Like, what was it? Was it like, uh, was it a. America. America? Shout out to America. <laughs> I didn't know that these things existed. <laughs> now you do. Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he was just interested in other things for a long time. He was studying and doing law and, you know, trying to stay, uh, trying to stay sane. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I want to do the funky music thing, but I feel like it's getting a little overplayed. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my family. My, I have a I have a little more extended family who's in like Chicago and a little bit in Cleveland, but for the most part, that's my family. Mm. Uh, have you traveled? Or I have traveled. I've been to uh, a few a few countries. Um, most recently, I went to Alaska. That was uh, felt very foreign. Tell me about it. Um, we had like a multiple. It was um, my my partner Miranda and her best friend Alicia and I spent uh, two and a half weeks out there. It's a music festival. Um, climbed a glacier. It kind of had three different parts. Basically, climbing glaciers. Going to a music festival and hanging out in this dope city at the end of the road in um, a place called McCarthy. It's like a town of like 20-something permanent residents, like 400 tourists in the summertime, and um, nothing around whatsoever. You can't drive into the town. There's like a several-hour drive along a dirt road to get in there, to get anywhere nearby, and it's um, on the outside of uh, the largest national park in the country, which is Wrangell St. Lawrence. And it's just absolutely gorgeous town of adventurers, like uh, like tourist workers, and uh, like bush pilots, guides, and uh, like thrill seekers. And it was amazing there. It's like one bar in the center of town that everybody goes to. Open mic night every week, which is like the I don't know, like the most exciting thing that happens. Uh, everybody's going up and doing karaoke. Uh, not karaoke, open mic. Is it open mic? It's actually, it's actually super serious. So people are taking it real. There's a lot of really great musicians. And people yeah. are going real hard. Um, yeah, like it's it's beautiful. It's a great time. I was hiking the glaciers. Um, it was amazing. Put on these little uh, spikes. So we did like a few hikes on the glaciers, but the, the the main hike that we did was we got flown out of McCarthy. Um, and landed one person at a time in a, in a, in a plane with one person at a time. Like a, like a like a little fucking like like a, like a tiny little cub. Oh shit! Huge wheels and um, you just barely fit in there. And like every time the pilot turns, you can see the mechanism that's making the tail turn right next to you. Um, yeah, flown at one at a time out like place called the Foss, which is like um, um almost like a like a half pipe between the mountain and the glacier. Um, and we landed out there one person at a time and we hiked back over the course of three days um, and it was magic you know you, you, you put on your backpack you have um, these things called micro spikes which are like tiny little spikes that go over your feet over your shoes to get you grip on the, on the glacier because it's just ice it's just hundreds of feet of ice deep and, um, and then you just climb out there are no trails it's cold it starts raining it stops raining it gets some sunny it stops getting sunny it starts raining and it just keeps you have to keep constantly changing carry all your food on your back watch out for grizzlies try not to fall um it's quicksand all sorts of places quicksand like suck your foot in um and then uh spent all day hiking ended up like halfway past one glacier and spent the night on the glacier just sleeping on the ice literally sleeping on the ice um, and then like you wake up and just keep going it's just like rocks and and ice and rocks and ice and rocks and ice of different colors and the, the stuff that you're hiking on is like the bits and pieces of the different mountains 
that the glacier has eaten up and deposited at the bottom of the glacier. And it's just different colors depending on where you are. And uh, it's incredible, it's incredible. So after that first night, first night we spent on the glacier, next night we get up and we go, keep going, and you end up in this island, which is called a, a nun attack. And it's beautiful, lush mountain. Like bushes everywhere, bears, lakes, like warm sunshine, also no trails. So you're just bushwhacking through this place. A friend of ours gave us a tip on a campsite. We camped out by the river. You just wake up and you're just surrounded by gorgeous, lush magic after like, you know, eight hours of hiking, like real hard with your like 50 pound pack. Um, you know, you like go skinny dipping in the lakes and the lakes are just like glacial, gorgeous glacial lakes. It's and not cold? It's cold, but you just... You just do it. Just do it. It feels incredible. That's crazy, bro. Incredible. I remember last time we were here, you were like, you didn't want to do the, the hot steam into the into the cold. Oh, yeah. Just call me out. Um, no, 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 no. I wanted to... No, that's, that's like... That's fucking... All, no. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just... How does it feel? Does it feel... Is it like fucking... It's, it, it's a shock, but then like you swim a little bit, and then you're like, oh, yeah. This is it. Because you're dusty and nasty. Like, you're just like... You got like... Glacier and dust all over you. Like you're feeling like shitty. Then you like go in there and it's just like, like yeah, it's magic. Yeah. It's, mad. it's 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 serene, so serene. And it's, and it's this teal color that you don't see anywhere else. It's just like vivid, vivid teal. So it's amazing. Yeah. Then you then you wake up and go through the whole thing. Go to another lake. Go swimming in that lake. Have lunch. And How's then, the sunrises? Uh, amazing. Yeah. We had one sunrise. We before before that we got flown out. Um, we spent we spent all day like eight nine hours hiking with our packs, like up through fog and rain. It was raining all day from like eight in the morning until like through the night. Then we wake up at sunrise and it's crystal clear and all around you is just stunning, just stunning, like snow and ice and dirt and then like you just as far as the eye can see is just more glacier with mountains that just keep rising up even though you just climbed one for like eight nine hours it it was magic it was magic yeah it was an incredible trip yeah, yeah it's been it's been my favorite trip for a long time really magic yeah. Cheers that. thank you yeah that's cool i've met an awesome community of people in this town like we just like our first night there we show up, and then like our friend takes us in his car, and I'm hanging out in the back of like this pickup truck. Cross over the bridge, like get out, perform at the open mic night, get totally toasted. And then like two in the morning comes around, the bar's closing up. We're the only ones there. There's like two other people there, and we realize, oh shit, we have no real way to get home. It's like five miles to get home. Like walking. There's no. There's no. There's no electricity. There's barely. There's just generators. Yeah. There's no running water. It's yeah. just like. Like running water specific to each little place. Irrigation. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? And then um, so our, our friend offers to take us uh, on, a, on his ATV. The three of us in the back of an ATV. That should only carry one person. Um, <laughs> and we're driving and we're like slapping the bag. We got a bag. We stop. We're like partying in the middle of the road. We're just whooping and hollering and having a great fucking time. And then as we're getting close to the, to the house, we missed a turn. Just missed a turn. Flew right into the trees. Hopped right off the road into the trees just the, the ATV like falls over I like get up and I'm like Miranda Miranda like nobody's answering me T like answer me eventually like I like I go up I find Miranda she's alright mostly alright what you fell scared. off no we, we we flew off the ATV into oh, the trees uh, we'd smack into the trees oh, the shit. ATV crashed into the trees um, and then the ATV rolled over T we had to pull the ATV off of him that was our first night, you know. <laughs> it was our very first night. We show up first day at Coachella? That's it. The first, very, <laughs> very first day at Coachella. Um, yeah, and then, and then after that, we were just chill with everybody. We were just living the, living the life. Just absolutely living the life. Yeah. It was magic. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fucking amazing, bro. That was glorious. I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hope. Yeah, anyway. No, 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 no. No, no continue. Continue. It's, it's weird to be in, in Patterson because it's, um, 
it's great. I really like Patterson a whole lot. Yeah. It's like um, it's a little bit like the wilderness in itself too. It is for sure. Yeah, I, I feel that hard hardcore. Yeah, it's a but I, I really want to be in the woods. So I'm hoping at some point we can like keep prototype and then like you know start building another place, a little more of a homestead, a little more woods, a little more like free range for the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more space. Well, tell us about prototype, man. Well, tell us because uh, you are technically the second episode, and there's no context whatsoever. I mean, it's uh, perfect. But uh, tell me, tell me about the origins. All right, so let's see. So let's just pull the time. You can tell me how the findings of prototype, or go go back to see like how uh, the intro to six sixty happened. Yeah, the what the prototype, the findings, the like uh, like the intro to it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I want I want an origin story here. I got you. <laughs> um, let's see. I was working at a giant law firm in New York. Um, I quit to do photography, and. Um, Realized I couldn't afford to live in New York anymore. Moved to Jersey City because this dude that I used to live in, in with DC in DC uh, was like, "Hey, how about Jersey City?" Found a spot in Jersey City. My first year in Jersey City, I started um, organizing art salons. So I would we would take all the furniture out of our apartment and um, I move it into my room and then hang up people's art who had never had art shows before. Mm. That we were that my friend Roland Ramos and I were meeting up mm. and. Uh, just got really hardcore into the art community. Started playing around around Jersey City, playing music. And then um, after a year, my friend moved out and I wanted to live with artists. So I was asking around, I'm like, where do I live? Where do I live? I want to live with artists. And they all told me 660. So 660 was like a spot kind of in the, in the hood in Jersey City um, that John Fathom ran and created. And it was a, a three-story arts warehouse. There was a skate park on the first floor, community space on the second floor with like six people who lived there, and uh, like suites on the third floor with like three three people who lived mm-hmm. up there, um, and uh, and a wood shop and all this stuff. It was five thousand square feet, just like prototype. And uh, I just went over there and showed up. I couldn't figure out a way to get in. There was like I couldn't figure out where the door was. There was a um, a tow truck company on the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just went wandering around trying to find my way. And I, I like woke up one morning and I was like, it's like nine in the morning. I'm planning to go there for like three or four days. And I woke up one morning and I'm like, today's the day. So show up there, can't find my way in, knock on some doors. Like, all right, cool. This guy comes out. He's a skater dude. He's like, never knock on somebody's door. Never go into anybody's door. Eventually gave me John's number. I went and met John. Found the space and I just fell in love with it. It was... Um, Got a huge hug from this uh, this opera singer, this 55-year-old bass opera singer who was living there at the time, and he was just like, "Oh, I feel your energy. Oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be good here." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and John didn't believe me. He's like, "You never had a lawyer living here. Like, you're not you're not you're not gonna belong here. Like, look around for a little bit before you're sure. Like, come back with a deposit, thinking I would never come back." And I came back like the next day with a deposit. Like, oh yeah, this is the spot. And it had, you know, there's like a tent hanging from the ceiling upside down. There's art all over the walls. There's a giant wood shop. Um, and it's dark as fuck at night. Like, dark. Like, two two little fluorescent lights for like 3,000 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, and then like, you look, you look at the room, and the room is like, you have to go up like this, like, kind of janky, but like, homemade, like, kind of nice, but like, homemade stairs up to like a mezzanine and there's no windows and the, the ceiling is like six foot like three above your head like you can't stretch your arms up over your head and um yeah just uh just just fell in love with it started doing um a sunday night jam there um helping out with parties i was a photographer at the time so I was like, you're photo- still a photographer. Still a photographer I you're still a photographer. I was like committed to photography. I had my camera on me at all times. Anywhere I went, I had my backpack. Um, it had my journal, some pens, um, some weed, and my camera. And uh, I just did not stop photographing. I was just photographing absolutely constantly. Um, it was awesome. So that's the spot that I kind of learned about community. I started making making art, started building, got a grant to build a giant book. It was like a, 
a book with the pages were eight foot by eight foot, eight foot by eight foot pages mm. with a spine that was four foot by eight foot. I built it out of two by fours. That was your first piece? Yeah. And, and the, 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 the point of it was like you would walk into the book through the front door, through the cover, and throughout the entire framing of the book would be other books that were collaboration with other artists. And you would open everything and touch everything and fuck around with everything. Um, it was called Helga and Carl. Yeah. Helga being the name of the building. Helga was the name of the building, and Carl was Carl Sagan. So it was kind of the idea of, I don't know, finding a way to, to, to bridge art and science, um, and like both kind of as expressions of faith, and that the, um, the images that you were seeing, your experience of the piece was based on um, how willing you were to open up all the doors and touch all of the things and interact with all of the things that were in there. So it was intended never to be a passive thing. It was intended to be a very, very active. Oh, mm. I see. It's over here. Um, <laughs> very active. Yeah, I, know. I think I'm over here too. Very active thing. Um, so yeah. So uh, then eventually we took over the first floor and John and I built the theater down there. And uh, we, we had a beautiful stage. It was a huge stage, like, like high up, like four foot high stage. And we put up curtains, we made lights. I did all the sound in there and like started working on sound and um, started this thing called After School Activities, which was like my first like real, like you were talking earlier today about like the thing, like your thing. Yeah. I don't remember the words that you said. What was I saying? But your, your thing, whatever the thing was, the thing that is like how people define you and how people identify you. That was oh, my- Oh yeah, your identity. Your identity, kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah. And it was, so it was every single Wednesday night for like four, like three to like six hours, um, we would have an open jam. So I would invite bands to be like the feature, and then they would lead whoever else wanted to come up on stage to improvise with them. Um, and it was like it was a jam session, but it was like a jam session that was intended not to be selfish. No stakes. Yeah, uh, there were definitely stakes, but it was intended not to be selfish. It was intended that like your goal. And I would give like a little spiel at the beginning, like your goal is to make everybody else sound good, not to make yourself sound good. Mm. Um, and it was really great. We did like 250 shows, something like that. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing. It's, it it grew from the first like year was mostly like three to four people at a time, and then uh, it grew to be like a reg regular crowd of like 50 to 60 people mm -hmm. every week, uh, Wednesday nights, for. Who knows what? Who knows why? But it was Wednesday nights. And, is, um, is this Archetype? Yeah, it was at Archetype. Okay. It was after activities at Archetype. And, um, Archetype was the name of the theater? Yeah, yeah, sorry. 660, ah. first floor is called Archetype. Um, that's actually where Prototype got its name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, um, I don't know. We were building that place up, and then the city came down too hard on us, and just uh, it was like, ah, we've had enough of you. Sorry. Um, so then we got kicked out, and we got um, to hit this uh, most expensive fucking neighborhood in, in America, Jersey City, baby. Oh yeah, here we are now. You won. You, you, you won. won. You won. You won. Um, yeah, we didn't <laughs> have a, we didn't have a spot for a few years. So I was doing after school every week at a different theater in Jersey City, and it was uh, really really fucking hard. Um, but the energy always finds a place to land. It does. It does. Um, yeah, I think it did a lot of good for a lot of people. A lot of people treated it like church. A lot of people treated it like therapy. Still does. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And I met, I met a whole lot of people and really connected with people and learned a lot about, you know, my leadership style and how much I wanted to be a leader and how much I wanted to play music and how powerful it could be. And um, I don't know, a lot of bands came out of it. My, all of the bands that I play in came out of it. Mm. Um, Chill Brown came out of it. Uh, Huge came out of it. Just Now Orchestra came out of it, which is how I ended up meeting like my current partner and a whole lot of other people. And um, I don't know, started getting my brother into it and my, uh, my best friend from high school into it. And Eric started coming and Ben started coming and Cello started coming and it was, John started coming at some point. Our first show was with this dude named Jay Hacha, who is, uh, just a crazy man um but we had a great fucking session it was it was amazing so yeah and that kind of led pretty much directly to uh to prototype after a few years i was looking for a spot 
ended up finding something that looked a lot like prototype of archetype yeah. and uh yeah just gathered a bunch of people that i that i loved and had lived with or interacted with or knew well and built up prototype yeah that's the origin story it's helped a lot of people yeah i think so it helped me a whole lot everybody everybody has helped me a whole lot mm. it's like it's like um people recognize it they like they recognize yeah, wait. people uh, <laughs> people recognize um, like a vibe of freedom yeah it's very people recognize it so clearly they just know it's like oh that's it oh that's not it and it's just like it makes everything uh, I don't know it feels possible it's like a relief it's a relief and a release to get a chance to experience that it's like a Disney movie before Disney uh, became a corporate conglomerate and started uh, aggressive media buying of, uh, of all yeah, things. That, that's right. But like you know, but the dreams do exist. They, they, do, <laughs> they do exist. You could be Aladdin too. I, I feel if I lost some weight, I'd look like Aladdin. A I think so. Bit, I, 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 think so. I, I feel like a like a, a Baghdadi youth. I like it. I like. It. I think you need like a nice like tunic. And like a like silky like a silky tunic and like some nice like fluffy pants. I am a vest guy. You're definitely a vest I'm guy. I'm a vest. I'm I a vest it. and a fez guy. You're but, definitely uh, a vest and a fez. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a vest and a fez. I think you should be Aladdin for Halloween. I think that would be really good. A vest and a fez. Invest oh, in a fez. Invest in a fez. Invest in a fez. The Zytune Fez Warehouse. Z- yes, exactly. Z- Zytune. Third floor. Third, third floor. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bro. Exactly. That's uh. That's uh, But when I when I go into my aggressive media buying, yes, yes, uh, I'm ready for that. I'm, yeah, you're ready for it. I'm ready for it too, man. Uh, we got we got to do. We have to capitalize. We have to capitalize. Very we got to buy Fox. Buy Fox. We got to buy Fox. Marvel. Ha- Marvel's next. We're gonna be our own superheroes. It's just uh. So you know you know what this thing about freedom is? We just gotta capitalize on right. it. Capitalize it. Yeah. Capitalize on it. And just and just and just ring the towel dry, baby. Ring the towel. See know, how many towels there are? So many. So many. Everywhere. So many. I like that we're doing this at, at Banya. Everyone's kinda be like, what the fuck are these guys doing back here? We're just drinking beer and, and like doing a podcast. Yeah, free. It's great. It's it's free, it's freedom. But it's very free. We're drinking Sapporo and uh, at the Banya. None of us are Japanese. Not even one. But then again, Sapporo is owned by Anheuser-Busch. There you go. We're all Americans. God bless America. That's the beer break music. That's beautiful. (laughs) God bless America. I love the one person in the back. It's like, wait, let's see. There's the one person like this. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! All right, so we covered six sixty. Who was the man behind the map? Who was the man behind the map? That's the name of the episode. Who is? Who is? The, I mean, I I feel like we're getting there. Um, maybe we can. Maybe maybe a couple more. All right. I am. Hmm. I was Alex. I'm. I've. 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 I'm driven very strongly by an ethic when I'm interacting with people and when I'm trying to um, create art or make music I think that's like if I had to if I had to try to like define the maverick person it's basically like somebody who is committed to an ethic that is not necessarily seen as uh independently valuable like there's an ethic of acceptance that I think is really fundamental to all the projects that I do under that name which is basically like Mondays with Mav after school activities and the art that I'm making so like you know like last week we had a day before our two year anniversary where I had an art piece that I took apart and put up 
and John and Miranda and I like added whatever we felt like we needed to add. You know, it was like, what do you think about this? Oh, I don't like that. Okay, cool. How about this? How about this? What about this? Let's try this. And um, it's like the ethic of prototype too. It's like a prototype is a thing that is valuable whether it fails or not. Um, it's valuable if it succeeds. It's valuable if it fails. And no matter what, it's the it's like the gathering your energy to create something. Um, How long did we go? Huh? That's cool. Nah. It's always the spill, guys. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, we're at the Banya. We're at the Banya. Yeah. Live at the Banya. Live at the Banya. Uh, but yeah, the, the basic idea, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of waxing a little too poetic, but... No, no, the, no. The basic idea is like, um, similar to the after school, I think. It's like, your goal is not to make yourself look good. It's to make everybody else look good because things, because of how everything fits together. Like, everything will fit if it's done with the right intention, with kindness and with, like, acceptance and, you know, listening. Kind of, kind of, the biggest influence in my life when I was, when I was growing up was my dad. And, uh, I think my dad slowly and but surely has lost the ability to listen. He's a very, he's, he's, the, 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 the thoughts in his head are so loud that he has a hard time hearing anything above the din of the noise in his head. And um, I think that's the thing that I've, that's been, um, I don't know, the motivator to not, to kind of like combat that feeling. To create a thing where people feel heard and, um, I don't know, valued for whatever contributions they want to sincerely make. kind of the exercise of this whole thing honestly man this, yeah yeah this is the whole whole I, I thing get, yeah 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 listening is a super important skill yeah. i think i think it's a, an incredibly valuable skill it's passive in some ways right it's like it's it's the taking in instead of the putting out but it's super it's super like the net result is that somebody else's can be willing to put out because you are willing to take in yeah I've been more attuned to like uh, to visual listening. That's like my visual listening. Visual. Uh, that sounds weird, but that's as close as I can. I can. Yeah. No, it's like uh, it's why this will never have a f- uh, camera on it. I don't. Uh, it's not like I, I don't want. I don't want to pay attention to anybody's body language. I don't want to fucking. Yeah. I uh, I got to do it with my photography, but the problem is with my photography, man, is most people don't know when I'm taking a photo of them. Uh, but I feel like that's the beauty of it. And it's like, I'm not like trying to take a shitty photo of anybody. I'm just like, I'm trying to be like, yeah, this is, like, this is a beautiful moment right now. And to, uh, to highlight that, man, and to like really, it's the purpose of this. That's why this is, uh, the entire dynamic of the show has changed. And uh, it's a little selfish. Even sometimes, even when I'm doing photography, like, you know, these people aren't gonna get the photo. I, Cause I can't go up and like, if I do it, we're never, we're never gonna, nobody's ever gonna enjoy it. Fucking um, but yeah, that's uh. There was a, a great a great street photographer named Bruce Davidson. Yeah, you were telling me about this. Guy. Oh yeah, I have his book. I gotta show you the book. The introduction to his book, um, he's got a book about the subway in the '80s. Yeah. It's a super super dangerous time to be in the subway. Like people were getting like mugged all the time, and he was bringing like five ten thousand dollars worth of camera equipment with him when he's on the subway. Yeah. And um, the, what he would do is sometimes he would take a photograph without asking because he didn't want to ruin the moment or often. Yeah. But then he would come up to people and say, I took this picture, happy to, to like, you know, not print it, because it's you know, pre-digital. But here's a portfolio of the, of the pictures that I've taken of other people in, in settings, so you get a feel of, who, of where, I'm, where I'm at. Yeah. And if you'd like a copy of this picture, I'll make you a print and I'll send it to you. Write down your name and whatever else, and I'll write it and I'll send it to you. Yeah. And it was, it, it was um, he writes about it very, very interestingly, very, very, like, Kindly, he's like, you're you're a participant in my art, too. So, and I feel like that's kind of the, the attitude that you're trying to talk about too. Yeah, no, but that, I I learned a lot of that from you too, man. But just with after school, just hearing like, it's been a while. It took me like, 
I would like make music, but I wouldn't really make it that crazy. Like I like it's very. It took a very long time to gen- like. I haven't really. Last time I would really make music was like with Neil in Union City, and it was like a long, long time. Like I took a it took a back a back to it, but then it's like, oh, I remember where my my fucking my fingers go on the on the keyboard. Like I maybe I like I'm like I kind of know how to do a drum kick, even though I don't know how to play the drums. It's still lay a bass. I don't know why I'm pretty decent at bass. Don't yep. know how to, don't know why I'm good at bass. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, I learned I learned that from you. Yeah, thanks. You haven't done it in a little bit. You've been you've been you've been a little it's been all over the goddamn place. But you, I mean, you you spent you spend a lot of energy on phenotype. I spend all. I actually not all. I it's everybody puts energy into that yeah. place, man. It's not. It's weird. It's uh. It's like uh. It's strange, man. It's 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 a uh, it's been an an adaptation process, uh, like I know what it's like to be in a family, and I know what it's like to be accepted into a family that's not your family, but and it's like I have all these families, and that's where I kind of get John too. I get I get I get John in that too. That it's like, but he's been doing it for fucking. That's that's the village elder, bro. Shout out to John Fathom. Wait, I I, I gotta stop doing this funky music shit. It's it's the meaning the entire thing. I'm trying to have a moment. God God. Damn. I like it. I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have shown me this jump hat. I was like, but no, man. It's just uh, just like I don't know, man. It's family my whole shit about it man is that like it's it's not a it hasn't been it's helped other people like it helped me a lot like I can say no but like bringing people to see it and seeing like how people have grown like I've seen like Cynthia pick up a camera again like I mean like to just really like go and take photos John's been so enthused and they're doing open mics you know what I mean like fucking Neil's just like shredding and like you know he's interacting he's being Neil and it's like all these all these people are just like they 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 fucking they, they like they're happy you know what I mean and it's not uh, it's not you know what I mean and seeing like and bringing people in like like I didn't know like shout out to all the phenotype people it's weird because there's no context I guess <laughs> like I'm like a little bit like, but then again shout out to all the phenotype people man like Josh Benji Nicole Fucking uh, Iris and uh, and John, man. It's like it's strange. John's John's a little bit new. He's still like still acclimating a little bit. He's coming back in, but like Benji, Benji is taken to like a duck to water. Josh was already, you know what I mean? It's like it's it's strange, man. It's strange to just see like uh, everybody takes a lot of pride in the space, and it's like you know, it's uh, it's uh. It's weird. I've been adapting as well too, because I don't know. I don't really like. I know how to provide. I know. I, I know. I can like fucking go, and I know that that's that's on me. That's on me as a person to fucking like. Like I have to provide for my family. Like that's like my purpose, and it's like that's also like you know how you were telling me like, I I did art just kind of like a as like a, a counter to like my job. It's like, it's kind of like that too because he just hasn't provided like. A, I still love the guy. It's it's very hard to love him, but uh, it's uh, it's I I gotta go and I have to do it. And I like you know what I mean. I, I want everybody to be strange, man. It's like uh, when you get put in the situations like that, you understand that like you yourself are a fire, and your fire can provide warmth to other people, and. Uh, and then everybody gets louder. <laughs> but, uh, your fire in itself can provide warmth to other people. And it's like, other people have become a fire to you. It's like, there's like a passing of a torch. So I think that's like an analogy. But it's like, it's more of like, all of the, everybody is carrying an individual fire. And if you have this fire, and this fire, and all these fires. And now there's like fucking 15 fires, bro. It's like, the fucking flame is insane right now. Yep. Like, uh... You know, and it's like there's some people who are cold, and sometimes a, f- a fire will be able to ignite their other, and it just keeps going, and it's just all energy, and it's and it's beautiful, 
and just I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I, I, I carried, like, you know, you gave me fire, and you gave me, like, John gave me fire, everybody gave me fire, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... I feel, that, I feel that same way. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a privilege to be in a in a leadership position for that because you can see so fast and so clearly how each of your actions affect everything. I know it affected so much and so quickly, and it's just like like when you it's do jarring, well, it's jarring. It's jarring. That's yeah. that shit with me, because, man. Because, if you do, because you, when you do well, when you do something right, like yeah. you can see, it like, oh, oh shit, it fits together. Yeah. So nice. And then like, if you kind of like fuck up, yeah. you can see it's like, oh man, I really like messed things up. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so, it's weird. It's, it's weird. so great. It's so yeah. great. It's just, <laughs> I love, I love feedback. I like that kind of like instant feedback. It's just so, you know, it's very tribal. It's very, it very is. tribal. It is. It's, I, 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 it took me a really heavy shrooms trip to be like, holy shit, this is an African tribe, bro. <laughs> this is nuts for me, bro. But, uh, and then I put everything into context and yeah. I kind of got my shit in order. I realized I had to like stop being fucking, like, just gotta do it. Just gotta like stop being whatever, you know. Just, everybody's carrying so much shit with them. Right, so. Yeah. And that's just part of the fire, right? There's, it's a, uh, it's it's the stuff that 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 changes the shape of the fire. It's like, well, yeah, or it's like, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I think it's a privilege. I I I view it as a privilege all the time. Yeah. You can just you, like you never feel alone if you when you can see how how much your actions are affecting your community yeah it's like it's so you're so part of it it's yeah. such a you're such a it's such a like can't think of the right word but like inter, inter, integral integral yeah, yeah yeah it's just like everything bounces off of everything yeah it doesn't you, you, you you're never mute yeah you know and it's 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 awesome. Yeah, it's uh, you're always you you know the thing is you're always like, not up to the sword, but it's like you're always like, it's like a leg of a tripod. You know what I mean? It's like there's support. There's always support, and there's always like you know what I mean? It's like one fucking thing. Is it's like. Everybody's keeping each other in check, and everybody's. Everybody, to quote Rashad, we're getting better and better. Yeah, and day yeah, by day, day by day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I've wondered a lot about why more people don't live the way that we're trying to live right now. Um, because people are fucking selfish. <laughs> I think that's part of it. But like, why? Like, we're selfish. Like, we're not not we're not unselfish. I don't think. Like. Not, not I mean, maybe a little bit more than most people, but not, not, not that much more. Yeah. I kind of think it's just people weren't exposed to it. They just don't know that this is an option. That's where I was before 660. I had no idea you could live like this. Yeah. Just didn't know that it was a possibility. It was yeah. never in my mind that you could live in a community of people like where you are all interdependent. Yeah. And like, like interconnected and like. The dynamic on a, on a team, yeah, yeah. It's just like I didn't know. Like I, I only knew that people could live like that in family, yeah. just family, family, like related family, and that's it. In the Africa, uh, I was after the whole thing when I when I when I put it in the context of a tribe, I started looking up like African proverbs because I had a, I, I just started looking up. There's a lot of wisdom in African proverbs, man. Uh, the one of the ones that that stuck me was. Uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I believe that. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I spent a lot of time alone. Like, my, my life has been, like, very much, very much alone until, until I, like, started trusting, like, interactions. Yeah. I think, you know. It's better. It's the yes and. Yeah, yes and. Tell me a little bit about that philosophy. I noticed that. Yes that, and? That, yeah, that co- that comes that comes into your, your oh a lot God. of a lot of a lot of your uh, um, a lot of music and a lot of uh, everything. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. It, it's a it's a core principle for me. Um, 
the inspiration behind after school activities, which is kind of where I learned about yes and and where like kind of where I applied yes and and where I learned about community for real. There was a couple, but the main one was um, I took some improv classes at a place called Magna Theater in uh, in the city, and um, took a lot of classes. I took like a couple years worth of classes, and um, the basic principle is yes and. It's like you know, but like it's basically like. Anytime, so the way that you do improv is you're up on stage, you have no script, you don't have a character, you got nothing. All that you have is your, your, your ability to be present and to listen to the other person. So the only way that that works is what you say yes to whatever somebody else offers you. You treat other people's actions, other people's interactions with you as a gift. And you say yes to whatever gift they give you. Uh, I'm your mom. Great. That's a gift. It's a gift of like information and setting and relationship and context and um, like intention. And after you say yes, you add to that gift. You give back another gift. You say yes. Oh, you're my mom and you're angry with me for being up all night. Like you add another piece of like way to form your relationship through little bits of information and you're making it up but you're making it up in a way that's um, like acknowledging the reality that somebody else has given you hmm. um, leave it better than you found it yeah give, exactly you, you leave it better meaning like it's more complete like you've somebody else has added something and they've and they have trusted you to accept it hmm. you accept it you say yes and then you add something else, trusting them. It's very hard. The and part is really hard. Like, the yes part is hard. But the and part is hard, too, because you have to trust the other person to say yes. And you have to be okay with they say no and treat the no as a yes. You have to treat whatever anything comes your way as a yes. And that's, like, incredibly hard. Like, and it's <laughs> it just, it's like, we're, we're, so, we're so taught to, to live with no. We're taught to, like, I don't want that. Like, you're going to fail your classes. That's why you should study. Yeah. It's like, like, that's a no. That's like a no, I won't fail my classes. It's anxiety-inducing, honestly. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, like, the yes is also anxiety-inducing, but it's so... You're, you're scared to dip into the pool of, like, the unknown. That's, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But it's so... So beautiful when, you, when it's accepted. It's, yeah. so, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful when it's accepted. And when you accept, like... It, it's like the it's it's just an amazing that's it, when creation actually feeling. exists it, no, like all accept. things if you really think about it bro that's all like sex is everybody has to say like, like in order to really like make a thing like and all things man it's just like you have to like be like open and listening to the universe and fucking uh, and like and just make the thing you know yeah. I mean it's like if you're it's, it's really not it's just uh, you gotta yeah. make the thing and then and then uh Whatever, whatever somebody else gives to you, you gotta say yes to that too. Yeah. And it's just like it's so nice because it's also it's also unselfish. Yeah. You're not you're not holding on to the. I am in control of the thing. Yeah. You're saying I will give up control, for this thing, knowing that you will accept whatever else I give to it, and that's that's like a core core principle of of after school and a prototype. It's just like, like you you can't judge if all of your attention is on accepting and providing mm-hmm. there's no time to judge yeah. and judgment is like like the thing that, that kills it's the thing that kills inspiration mm-hmm. um, yeah so yeah. yeah yeah improv take improv classes if you haven't this is brought to you by so ATC good. Studios in Clifton, New Jersey Any right. applause in that one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's next? What's next? Um, oh, give me like bands that are playing. This is uh, bands that are playing. Um, don't give me that. Our October is very. I'm sorry. Our September is very slim because everything was towards the two-year anniversary. Okay. We have Tango coming up on the 25th. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um. October we have 
Amorphous Blob Orchestra on October 22nd. Amorphous Blob? Uh-huh. Um, they're from Trenton. They're right. going to be dope. Um, that's October 22nd. October 14th, I think. We have Mood Merchant. Um, there's at least like three, four more things that I'm not blanking on right now. And then at the end of the month, we have Halloween. But that's like immediate future. Big picture future. Um, we're going to have a party party every three months, like our, like our, like our two-year anniversary. All right. And kind of blow it out. <laughs> have some fucking great bands and blow it out. That's going to be every three months. Um, let's see. Uh, we have a list of uh, dream bands that we would love to play here. Um, including, like, Kimmy Dawson, The Mountain Goats. Um, uh, there's, there's, like, a list of, like, 50, 50, 50 bands um, that we're hoping to get to come play. I think it would be really amazing. Bill Callahan... Bonnie Prince Billy, Yola Tango, uh, there's there's a whole whole bunch more. Um, Chance the Rapper, <laughs> I think it, I think it'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, just to keep building on the fifth floor, keep building on the fourth floor, and then big picture, hopefully in like five six years we can um, start building a retreat somewhere in the woods. That'd be nice. That'd be really cool. Um, thinking of something along the lines of like 20 30 acres where you know you build one house in the dab smack in the middle with like a stage and everything else and then while after you build that house you live in there and then you build another house and that other house you get two acres and you get a family or a couple or whatever or a person that lives in that house and you build another house and it's another two acres and they have they have their house and another house with another two acres and they have their house another house another two acres and they have their house so you kind of build a community where people still have their own privacy, their own identity, their own land, but they come together um, around art, around food, um, and around like wanting to all be together. This man is a builder of villages. Yeah. yeah. Kind, of, kind of the big picture is like the explosion of prototype into villages, into a village. Into villages. Yeah. I think that's, that's, the, that's the big picture. What is, what is the working title? Or what is the prototype title? I don't the, have one yet. No? Don't have one yet. The village sounds great. What's the... I'm going to go... What's the name of the building? Our building? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. 237? No, I know, but when, when, uh, like in, in terms of Helga. Like, Helga is Helga. She doesn't have a name I never met. I never met Helga. The only, the only name that's been in my head a little bit for her has been Anastasia. Anastasia? Yeah. All right. But it's a little too classy for who she is. <laughs> right now. <laughs> She's not that classy, you know. Um, so it might be Anna, it might be a- Anya. Anya? Anya. But I don't know yet. There's no there we, we haven't It's all good. Yeah, thank you. It hasn't been like a hasn't been a, a name that we've that we've assigned it yet. I was hoping we were going to have one by now, but hasn't hasn't, it hasn't come naturally yet. Hasn't yeah. come out yet. Yeah. But um yeah, you know. Yeah, no idea, no idea yet. Still, like, how do you how do you how do you like that vision for the next like in like five years? I'm I'm up for it, man. I've I've lived in the woods before. You have. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a half I'm a half and halfer. Yeah. I need I need a little bit in the city. I need a little bit in the woods. I can't. Uh, even though Patterson does remind me of the woods a little bit, so uh, it does have that. It really does. It it has it, but it's also like there's a lot of nostalgia and like beauty. That's uh. So a lot of like a lot of still there's a lot of stillness. There's a lot of like different areas that are, like I don't know. It's it's strange. It's like I feel I feel at home and I feel like I've like even though it's like people come oh like it's weird because sometimes you'll try to like talk to people about it, they're like oh you're in Patterson oh, blah, blah, blah. and it's like uh, I, I I know that I have like nothing to fear. Like I know that I'm at home, and it's like these are these are my these are my people. And it's like it's your land. It's, 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 like it's, it's yeah. This is uh, it's, it's it's my grandfather's land. It's my uh, like you know I don't know like and it's 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 strange. It's like you know it's like I know that he, he, he did the time to like to, to let me like and it's like yeah it's 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 strange. That's why that house is so important to you. Yeah, bro. That's why it is. It's like that's it's. 
That's the roots. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not. A, not about the fucking thing. But it's like you know. It's it's scary. Scary. Very scary to me. I get that. Yeah. It's. Um, uh, it's, oh. it's. I hope he's. It's 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 hard uh, to give the context to the viewers. This is gonna be a crazy episode. <laughs> you know, to give context to the viewers, uh, my dad is. Uh... No, I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't. It's, we're on like 54 minutes, but it's like uh, there's a, like a tax sale at my grandfather's house, uh, and my dad is like I don't know. He's uh, he admitted to being depressed and that he can't work on. And that's a, that's kind of a breakthrough. You know, that sounds fucked up, but that is like kind of a breakthrough. The fact that he is like somewhat in reality, that there is a shred of reality in this man that he can't do it. But not, but not like, we're not, we're betting he can. We'll bring him out to dinner. Like, if he can do it, he can do it. Nobody really wants to, I, I want to do it. I can't do it. He didn't let me fucking do it. But, uh, it's just that, man. It's like, uh, I want my kids to like, because it is a home. It's a home. And it's like there's so much trauma and so much, like, fucking things that happen in that home, bro. That, like, uh, like, nothing, like, fucking really, like, and it's just like, you know, that's how a family acts. Families, families, man. The family dynamic is, uh, is a pretty, is a pretty crazy concept. And it is a tribe within itself. And it's strange, man, that, uh, our village elder, our village elder trusted our, uh, my dad, and uh, it's like he he had no interest in uh, in fucking leading a tribe. He just had interest in himself. And the thing is, you can't really be like selfish to any of the things. Like you, like in order to be like a father or to be a leader or for any of the thing, it's it's a selfless job. You uh, you need to. You need to just give, and if it fucking, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes they'll give it, sometimes people will fucking fuck you over, man. Sometimes people will fucking, you know what I mean? But that's the way of the world, man. But you can't, uh, you gotta just fucking, you know, just give, just give. And it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's just, uh, it's just our lives in itself are just a parking spot. <laughs> Don't have context for that either, but, but yeah, it's uh, it's just a parking spot, man. It's just a parking spot. But to do it, and it's that moment, and being present, and being like that's the beauty of the improv too, is that when you're there, you're truly present, and you're there, and you're giving back. You're getting something, and you're giving back, and it's not like about that. It's like even if they don't give you what you want, you just gotta keep fucking giving, man. And it's like it doesn't. It doesn't really matter because you know what it is. We didn't even have a character in the fucking first place. There's no stakes. It's just a. It's just that night. Sometimes people fucking receive it. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes it's you know it's this. Sometimes it's that. But just gotta keep going, man. You just do it. It's not a. I don't know. The idea of leadership as a selfless act is, I think, a really really lovely one. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I think oftentimes people think of leaders as the people who were so selfish that they took the leadership from whatever. Like, they took the, the mantle of leadership so that they could become higher than everybody else. Yeah, it's an alpha but, stupid yeah. mentality. Yeah. It's, 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 I think in a lot of ways it's the opposite of that. No, yeah, dude. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the fucking... It's the... It's like the face. It's the, it's the really... It's like seeing like the expression of joy and seeing where people grow it's like having children it's strange like you know like it's like seeing the it furthers one to have a place to go hey ching yeah shout out to the ching truth though i mean that's that's the truth yeah it's it's furthered me man it's yeah furthered a lot of people yeah um we're hitting the hour mark yeah cheers but i don't have any more beer but cheers yeah um yeah. shout out to the bean rice and sea the bean, bean rice and cheese, bean uh, rice and cheese. 
It's either that or uh, Blue Regal Chastity. Blue Regal Chastity. Yeah. They are actually performing in November at Prototype. Yeah. November 12th. In November 12th? Yeah, show up. Yeah. $10 tickets. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got that one, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you for having me. No problem, bro. Uh, I don't know how to conclude these things. What's it called? Uh, this is Afternoon FM. There we go. It's Afternoon <laughs> with Matthew Zaytoun or Zytown. It's going to be Zytown Warehouse, whatever, but it's Afternoon FM. It's, uh, it's Matthew Zaytoun signing out with Maverick. Peace. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night.